Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of the Master Instructor Roundtable. I'm Marty Miller, Regional Master Instructor, here with fellow Regional Master Instructor and dear friend, Miss Wendy Batts. Wendy, how's everything going today? I'm great, Marty. How are you? Can't complain. I'm looking forward to this week's topic. We're going to be going over the new Senior Fitness Specialist. Yes, I'm excited about it. It was a product that just launched last week. And so I am looking forward to bringing Brian Sutton in. If you want to tell us who Brian is, for those of you guys that don't know. I mean, um, I think everyone knows Brian, but just in case, just in they case. They should. They should by now, absolutely. <laughs> so Brian is the NASM Senior Content Development and Production Manager. So we're lucky to have him here because... He, you know, really uh, spent a lot of time on this product. He's the expert, so we can dig in and ask him a lot of great questions. Yes. Brian, thank you for being here. Hi, gang. Thank you for having me. This is fun. <laughs> you say that every time, and one of these times, I I mean, are you going to say, you know what, this, I, I'm really not happy to be here? Or? I'm just, I'm just, I'm over it, right? Like, get, get me off camera. No, um, these are always fun. So I, I love interacting with you guys in the audience. So this is, this is great. This is so fun for me. Uh, well, I'm going to, you know, ask you the first question, Brian, I think, you know, for those of you guys that have been with NASM, um, you know, we have had a senior fitness specialist course in the past. And it was, like I said, just recently updated. So, Brian, can you kind of talk about the differences between the two? Sure. Yeah. So the original Senior Fitness, it came out about 10 years ago. And so it was in need of a much needed facelift. Um, we really wanted to update the science, improve the features in the program. Our, our overall goal was really just to uh, improve the learning and help our trainers work with active older adults um, and the unique considerations when working with this population. So uh, we just felt it was much needed and, and honestly a little bit overdue to update the program. Um, obviously we know that the, the active older adult population continues to grow um, and we really just wanna provide the best service we can to our professionals so they can then obviously go out and have an impactful experience with their clients. So we just really want to do our best to update the program based on what's going on in 2022. Well, Brian, can you dig in a little deeper on maybe just a few of the specific differences that, you know, people that may have taken it five, seven, eight years ago, mm -hmm. you know, so this way they understand why it would still be beneficial for them to jump in and look at the new content. Yeah, we made a lot of significant updates to the program. Um, Number one, just the depth, breadth, and detail of the content has been expanded uh, immensely. Um, so it was originally about 100 pages worth of content, and we about tripled it. Um, and we, we went a deep dive into a lot of different topic areas, whether it's the biology of aging and what happens to the human body as we age. And, you know, I'm, I guess... Um, a middle-aged man at this point, you know, so I, I get it. I am actually experiencing some of these things myself. Um, so we talk a lot about the biology of aging, the differences between chronological aging and biological aging, because that's a real significant thing that I think everybody should know about. Um, we do deep dives in the psychology of aging and what happens as we age from our brain to our emotions. Um, and then a lot of new exercise programming guidelines based on the latest science. So whether we're talking 
flexibility training, core training, balance training, resistance training, cardio training. We talk a lot about um, new guidelines and, and how to implement different uh, forms of exercise for our clients. Um, the nutrition chapter has been expanded quite a bit um, to talk about the unique nutritional needs for um, active older adults. Um, the business development, um, where we're talking about sales and marketing and really how to get yourself out there as a senior fitness specialist and attract new clients, that, that chapter was also expanded. So we did quite a bit. Oh, and then fitness assessments, how to properly assess an, an older adult. Um, and we have a lot of new fun, um, validated fitness assessments um, in the program as well. Awesome. Thank you for that. Yes. And, and again, selfishly, I love, I love this new course. Um, I was actually a part of the program design component and building some of the workouts. And so one of the things that I loved mostly about the updated content too, and you keep saying it over and over is that we're no longer calling it just seniors. I mean, yes, it is a senior fitness specialist course, but I think that that says a lot, Brian, about now, instead of calling them the elderly or seniors, we're talking about active older adults in the population. And I think to me, that means a lot because I have got clients that are in you know, my eight in their eighties that are out still running and doing things. My, my 83 year old aunt takes dance classes and stuff like that. So when you think senior, you think basically you're, you know, one foot out the door already, which is, you know, like I, I thought that was a, an awesome change for sure. Yeah. And that's something that we really wanted to address in this program. And I mentioned it before the difference between chronological aging versus biological aging. So chronological aging is just the number, you know, I'm, 65 years old. Well, there's just like with any client you work with, um, but particularly with older adults, someone can be in their senior years, for lack of a better term, and they could be extremely fit um, and been participating in exercise their whole lives. Or you could have somebody the exact same chronological age who's deconditioned, Maybe they have comorbidities. Uh, I've never exercised a day in their life. And so there's a big difference between someone who's physically active at 65 or 70 or 80 versus someone those ages who have never done anything, have a lot of different ailments or, or chronic issues, underlying conditions. So we really wanted to bring that to light that just because someone's a certain age chronologically, that has very little impact on how they are biologically. And so we wanted to address that and show that if you're working with active older adults, they come in all shapes, sizes, forms, fitness levels, um, goals and ambitions. And so we really wanted to bring a lot of that to, to light and, and really expose our, our fitness professionals to what that means. Awesome. I, and I know I can speak for both of us, Wendy and I, you know, have always had um, our athletes, but we've also had, you know, I'll call them our aging athletes as well. So we have a sweet spot here uh, for this population. So, you know, for the audience that might be newer to this, and you mentioned it in the question I'd asked you earlier about what was different, but can you talk about, you know, what somebody can do once they complete the NASM senior fitness specialist? Like, how does that help advance their career or what have you seen uh, going through and developing this course? Yeah, so it, it's a specialist for a reason. So now you get to really specialize in working with a specific type of population. 
I, I think of it no different than if someone was going to go through our performance enhancement specialist or our PES program, right? That's all that course is dedicated towards teaching athletes and how to improve athletic performance. Well, this is a specialist course working with active older adults. And so there are unique assessments, exercise protocols, nutrition guidelines um, for that, that population, whether they're apparently healthy or whether they may have a, a comorbidity or unique psychological concerns. Um, for example, some active older adults have uh, a thing called kinesiophobia, which is basically the fear of movement because they're afraid of falling, they're afraid of getting injured, and so they choose a sedentary lifestyle. So we talk about things like that and what are some rapport building strategies, what are some communication strategies, goal setting, um, progressions of exercises. So we do teach uh, new exercises in this program for individuals that maybe are starting off from a more deconditioned state. Maybe they've been sedentary for the last 20, 30 years because um, maybe they were active when they were young and now they're, they're just not active anymore. Uh, so we talk a, a lot about the unique considerations for, for seniors. And some of that just goes back to the fitness assessments. So we teach some of our standard fitness assessments, you know, pre-participation health screening, um, the Park U Plus, and, and how to identify if they're ready for exercise. But then we go into more specifics. One thing that we teach is the senior fitness test. And the senior fitness test is it's a battery of assessments that you can use with a client to really gain a better understanding of their overall function. Um, and these assessments are low intensity um, assessments that aren't overly difficult to do, but it gives a plethora of information on, okay, I can take this information and then design a program around that. And of course, we still teach, you know, overhead squats, single leg squat, different movement assessments, and we tie it all together into one neat package. Um, we got some unique norms, you know, published norms out there about where they should be based on their age and, and fitness level. So it's totally unique and different compared to what someone may be exposed to say in our CPT program where we talk about special populations, but it's high level, it's general because we can't get into specifics. Well, here now someone can specialize and really get into the nitty gritty specifics of what it, what it takes to train an older adult. Awesome. That's awesome. And those of you guys that are joining us, I'm Wendy Batts here with Marty Miller on the Master Instructor Roundtable this week. And we are talking about the new senior um, fitness course that NASM just launched last week. And we're here with Brian Sutton, who was in charge of pretty much all of it. So we have the best of the best on our webinar today, giving us the lowdown um, and uh, kind of the break, you know, the breakout of, of about, you know, what this course is about. And, you know, Brian, I think, you know, one thing when, when Marty asked you, like, what can we do with this? I think anybody, you know, this course would be beneficial for everyone, even if you're not really specializing in senior fitness or active older adults, if you will. Um, because like you said, just talking about the assessments alone, it's more tools for your toolbox. And so if you do get even a younger individual that is sedentary and doesn't move, these other assessments can maybe possibly give you a kind of a a better understanding of, of other types of assessments you can do, 
you know, just as kind of like your pre-assessment before even getting them into the overhead squat, single leg squat, like you had mentioned. So, so I think this course is going to be very beneficial for everyone, even if you're not going to, you know, specialize just working with the active older adults. So. Yeah, it's a great point. Um, learners who go through this program, you, you are going to gain a lot of new information that you haven't been exposed to, um, particularly if, it was, if you took CPT or, or, you know, one of our more entry-level programs, right? You don't have to be a CPT to take this course, but um, having that background information will be helpful um, with this program. Um, and then I just want to give a quick shout out because you said like I'm the mastermind. I, yeah, I mean, I had I had a, a big stake in it, but there was a lot of really great people that did work, including yourself. I mean, you did author one, you know, the program design chapter, which turned out fabulous. Um, I had the opportunity to work with Scott Lucette, who's our former director of education. He helped me with this program. He was one of my early mentors. Uh, Andrew Payne, who's on my team as an instructional designer, did a great job. And then, of course, all the authors. We had, what was it, 11 authors and uh, several different peer reviewers, including Scott Lucette and Andrew Payne and myself, that helped peer review the content. So uh, overall, it turned out to be a really wonderful collaborative process with some of the brightest minds that work in the field of geriatrics. And so that was, it's been fabulous to work with a, a unique, diverse group of um, researchers and um, specialists in, in the area of active older adult fitness. It was, it was a lot of fun. Awesome. Well, Brian, you mentioned that uh, somebody could take this before their CPT, but for you know, a big part of our population here with NASM will be CPTs, and then they're looking for their next credential. So if they choose the uh, senior fitness specialist, how many CEUs is this course worth? Because you did mention that there's a lot more content this time out. Yeah, so it's worth 1.5 CEUs. So we're estimating it's about 15 hours worth of work. Um, so you're almost there to, you need 1.9 CEUs. Uh, plus 0.1 from your CPR AED certification to recertify. So if you take the senior fitness specialist, uh, you're almost there. You're almost to that 2.0 necessary to recertify. So um, it's definitely worthy of a specialization rather than a continuing education course because of all the information that's in it. Excellent. So Brian, um, you know, to kind of piggyback off what what Marty just said, you know, I, I have gone through the senior fitness content and this was right when it came out 10 years ago. Mm. And so, you know, if, if someone has gone through it and they decide that they want to go through it again, um, you know, what's that process? I mean, is it, you know, do they, you know, like we're upgrading, right? So can you kind of talk about if somebody wants to take this course, should they just sign up? Can they, you know, just get the upgraded stuff? Yeah, so if someone purchased the older version of SFS, what they would need to do is call NASM directly um, to get the discount for upgrading into the course. And what it is, is uh, it's a significant discount. So basically whatever, uh, whatever the original version, what that price was, um, let's say it was 179 I, I don't quite remember or, or um and then now we have a new price because the course is obviously bigger and better and expanded um that original price that you use for the original sfs that's 
taken off the new price. So they discount it. Um, so you, it's almost like it's half off for anyone who wants to upgrade, but you would need to phone in to NASM directly. Um, and then they can look at your account, see how much you spent to purchase the original program. And they'll then discount that from the, the cost of the course. And you can go ahead and retake the program retake the exam and earn 1.5 CEUs. Even if you took the original SFS, you can still have the opportunity to earn 1.5 CEUs. Woohoo! That's excellent. <laughs> Who doesn't love a good discount? You know? Right? Yeah, exactly. Sure. exactly. So speaking of taking the exam, how long does somebody have to complete the course once they register? It's one year. So 365 days from the date you purchased the, the course. You get one year to complete the exam. And um, that's pretty standard across a lot of our programs. So CES, PES, Certified Nutrition Coach, Sports Nutrition Coach, we give give our learners one year to go ahead and, and complete the material, um, which should be more than enough time to, uh, to get through the content. Awesome. And those of you guys that are joining Marty Miller and I on the Master Instructor Roundtable this week, we're here with Brian Sutton talking about the senior fitness course and the updates that NASM has done. Um, and like I said, we just launched it last week. Super, super excited about this course because I think it offers some amazing um, new changes and in information as Brian has so kindly talked about and we did have some ama amazing authors and so to your point brian i know you don't like to take all the credit but you do you should take a big part of it because you you um you are amazing when you design these courses and we obviously you know love that you're behind behind the scenes getting it done but you know when we when we talk about these courses and you said it you know we have a year to take it um and you know you've talked about the different changes in the content um once someone passes, then, you know, because it's a specialization and I know sometimes it gets, you know, people get confused about a certification versus a specialization. So do they need to, you know, renew this qualification or specialization or can you kind of talk us through that process? Sure. So uh, with our specialization programs, there is no recertification process. So the good news is once you have it, you have it for life. Um, so when, once you complete the senior fitness program, uh, you don't have to retake the test or earn additional continuing education units to recertify. So it's a, it's a one-time deal, um, but you do gain access to the materials for five years. So you could always revisit the material if you wanted to freshen up on, on some of the content, you know, it's, it, it'll be there in your platform, but yeah, once you pass that test, you're good to go. Very nice. So last question we have probably on the exam side is how is it administered? Is it something that I just take home virtually? Is it something that I have to do proctored like the CPT? For everybody, um, it's a at home test. Um, for you, Marty, I think we'd have to proctor it, but <laughs> that's why I asked because yeah, no, it's just, a, it's a, it's an at home, um, multiple choice exams, a hundred questions. Uh, the individual gets 90 minutes to complete the exam and it's a uh, 70% or better to pass. And the individual gets three attempts. So, uh, it, it's not a, a high stakes proctorate exam like with CPT where someone's watching you the whole time. Uh, you, you can take it from the comfort of your home when you're ready. And uh, it's, it's a hundred question multiple choice exam. 
And I have a feeling I know what Wendy's next question is going to be. Oh, well, I was just, yeah, I, I mean, there's so many different questions that, that scares me when you say that. But um, my, my next one, and, and Brian, you did state this earlier, so I just kind of want to reiterate it because um, I think it's important. But do you need to be an NASM CPT to really get a good understanding of the content? Does it really matter? Um, so can you kind of tell us a little bit about that? Sure. So you don't, it's not a requirement to be a a personal trainer to, to take the program, but having some background in fitness, I think is, is definitely recommended. So whether you're a personal trainer, a strength coach, a group fitness instructor, I think that will definitely serve you well in, in the program. We, we, we do a deep dive into the physiology of aging, you know, what happens to your nervous system, you know, loss of hearing, loss of sight, loss of balance and proprioception. We, we talk about what happens to your skeletal system, your muscular system, your cardiorespiratory system, and, and even your, your endocrine hormones, how all that changes as we get older. Um, and so those are significant things. And so if someone doesn't have a, has never taken a, a structured program on anatomy, it may be a bit of a shock. It's not overwhelming. It's written um, very clearly and concisely. We're not trying to overwhelm anybody, but we do recommend for individuals to uh, be certified first before taking it, but it's not a requirement. But here's another thing. Let's say if uh, someone purchased CPT and the senior fitness specialist at the same time, my recommendation, do the CPT first, because then once you take the, the senior fitness specialist, you earn CEUs for your CPT certification. So it just makes sense anyway. It's in your benefit to uh, get certified first before you go ahead and, and do an advanced specialization. Nope, that makes total sense. Thanks for clarification because Wendy and I get that question a lot when we're teaching. And it's like, you know, when you take the CPT, you don't get CEUs until you're certified. So it's right. just, it's a good way to stack them in order so that way you maximize the efficiency of your courses for sure. Right. So, one question I have is, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of things, but in 10 years, you know, NASM always stays on top of the research, but was there anything that jumped out at you as you were going through with the subject matter experts that over the 10 years that, you know, something new that was either um, something that wasn't in the previous course or any scientific literature where you're like, oh my God, this is really cool. I'm glad we identified this. Like, was there a couple aha moments or even one? Sure. Yeah, we geeked out quite a bit on this one. It was fun because okay. um, we, we had some really fantastic individuals help author the content. Um, one, just the the state of health and healthcare in particularly the United States um, and what we're dealing with, right, with the rise of obesity, the rise of chronic disease. And I mean, we're seeing this in, in this pandemic, unfortunately, right? Individuals with more comorbidities are more susceptible to um, implications with COVID. We don't necessarily talk a lot about COVID in this course, but what we do talk about is what happens to an individual as they age, uh, man or woman. So, you know, there is some information there uh, about menopause as well. Um, but, you know, why, why are we losing muscle mass? Why are we gaining fat mass? Um, what happens to our, our body from a cardiovascular standpoint and the reduction in stroke volume and cardiac out, output? Uh, a lot of information about uh, proprioception and balance 
because that is a a huge concern for a lot of older adults is the fear of falling because a fall can be detrimental many times deadly for somebody so we talk a lot about um, what happens physiologically as we age and how to stave off some of those things because a lot of it can be uh, a lot of physical parameters can be improved with a, a structured exercise program and and general physical activity and then we did a really deep dive into the psychology of aging too that's uh, that was a fun chapter to review um, and what happens to us emotionally psychologically memory cognition all those type of things that happened as we as we age and you know i'm experiencing it where might not be as sharp can't recall people's names as well and how exercise can improve brain function so uh, a lot of cool content regarding some of that awesome Yes. And, and yeah, Brian, you know, we're here today talking about the senior fitness course with Brian Sutton. And, um, you know, Brian, when, when we went through and did the program design chapter, you know, it was hard because, you know, for me, I, I'm, I'm kind of like the way that other people think. I, I don't look at the age. I never have. I look at the assessment process. And mm -hmm. so, um, you know, one of the questions that I know we're going to get, and I mean, obviously I know about it, but I think coming from you, it would be better. Um, you know, I know that we elaborated a lot, um, utilizing the entire model from from assessment process all the way up to phase five. But can mm -hmm. you talk about, you know, is phase five, you know, something that we do spend time on in this course? And do you feel that it's important for the aging um, population that we have, you know, and, and how 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 did we design those programs accordingly? Yeah, I, it was fun working with you on the program. <laughs> chapter. I mean, that was great. So one, we did utilize the uh, the most up-to-date version of OPT because OPT was updated a couple of years ago. So the programs reflect that the latest version of OPT that's taught in the CPT 7th edition program. So they, they mirror each other. But you're absolutely right. The type of programming that we would do for an active older adult really depends on the assessment and their goals and what they're looking to get out of it. Some, some individuals may not want to do every phase of OPT. It's not applicable for them, right? They may not want to do maximal strength training, for example. Um, but all five phases have their place. Um, and power is, is certainly one of them. And we can just give the analogy. I know like you guys have given this a lot in, in past workshops and talks like for example if i'm uh, i trip and i need to catch myself before i fall down right and i have to react and forcefully uh, produce muscular force to catch myself that's a form of power so we really do need to train our active older adults how to generate force quickly um, but you got to build them up to that point so we do talk about the importance of fundamental movement patterns improving balance and stability, mobility, muscular endurance, strength, and then obviously putting it all together uh, with some power programming. So all, all five phases are addressed in, in this, uh, and we really wanted to teach the fitness professional how to use OPT and design specialized programs for active older adults using OPT, because OPT is a fantastic model and it can be used for any population, but we want to provide specifics. And, and you did a wonderful job providing specifics on 
how I would take a, an active older adult through the model based on their, their unique goals and situation. Yeah, and I, I do want to tell everyone too, if you guys get this course, I mean, like I said, the content is updated, it's phenomenal, but there's also a program design guide. And I think that was one of the things, Brian, that I loved um, with, with this too, is because you know, those of us that are new training different types of population, having some examples and true examples on like here are three for phase one and phase two and phase three and and how we go from super regressed to something that's a little more progress, still staying within that that uh, specific phase, just like we do with everyone that we train utilizing the OPT model. So I thought that was a phenomenal. I know we had had something like that in the past, but I think the update um, and the way those programs were designed, uh, I think it's going to be super helpful. I agree. Um, and, uh, you know, it's always nice to see examples, right? Mm -hmm. And then you could always tweak an example for your your particular client. But having those examples, like here's what a phase one workout could look like for apparently healthy active older adult. And then here's a couple extra programs to see how they progress over time and get more challenging, right? Um, we do teach a lot of new exercises in this course, particularly for deconditioned older adults. So if someone can't do a traditional squat, well, how could they do that holding a sturdy object, maybe like a, a chair or a bench or a machine? Um, different modalities like using elastic resistance and uh, you know maybe starting in a, a seated position and progressing to standing, right? And that's a form of stability. We're, we're we're progressing the exercise proprioceptively, it may not be something that we would use for an athlete where they could go from standing to single leg or, or something along those lines. It may just be from seated or starting in a machine, progressing to maybe some free weights to progressing to standing. It's a slower progression, but it's still a progression on stability. And so we really wanted to sh share all of those things with uh, with our learners. That's awesome. And, you know, I yeah, I'm sure you go through this and when he's already touched about, you know, but getting people to understand that they can train in all five phases and, you know, the said principle, right. You're going to get mm -hmm. the outcome you train for. And I think have, have, you know, being in this industry for so long and working in uh, part of the, you know, my career with this population is I think sometimes personal trainers don't know how to progress people properly. So they almost limit at that higher end when if they really did understand how to progress people through their client could do much more. So I, I think this is a key course for anybody, but last question I really have before maybe do some key takeaways is, can you just talk a little bit about the cardiovascular progressions as well? Because, you know, we're talking about the model and the resistance, but you know, you did mention something about stroke volume and, you know, we need to get our clients to increase their capacity from a cardiovascular standpoint as well. So any key takeaways from what we put in there from a cardiovascular standpoint? Sure. Yeah, we have a whole chapter dedicated to cardio training. So there's one chapter that's dedicated to the physiological adaptations to exercise and how, how our body changes over time. But then we have a, a specific chapter just on teaching individuals how to program cardio. Um, and it uses NASM's latest cardio training model that's also talked about in CPT 7th edition, but it's lens through um, why it's how we could use it for an active older adult population. Um, so they're just like OPT, there's several phases of the cardio model. Uh, and depending on the individual, typically phases one and two are most applicable for your average fitness enthusiasts, 
um, who's just looking to get healthier. But if they do have performance um, desires, they can move further up. But it's using an individual's unique metabolic markers um, to identify intensity. We also teach traditional modes of monitoring intensity, like, like heart rate, um, RPE. Uh, but we, we teach something ventilatory threshold one and ventilatory threshold two. And uh, it's talked about in the chapter on how to identify um, someone's intensity based on a, a unique assessment called the talk test. So essentially, you have them talk to you while they're doing cardio. And if they can talk, but it's somewhat challenging and they're a little bit out of breath, uh, you that's where typically VT1 is. And then you can be like, okay, so you're walking on a treadmill or you're jogging on a treadmill at six miles an hour. You can still talk, but it's challenging. You're at VT1, let's take your heart rate and then say, okay, your heart rate's at you know 132 beats per minute. And then I can use that as my gauge. So it's like, if I wanna stay aerobic in my aerobic zone, right? This is, this is the area I wanna go to. But if I progress, to higher intensities, maybe I increase the incline or I increase the speed where I get to the point where they're really having a difficult time talking. Now I reach VT2 where they're now, their, their body has shifted to more anaerobically um, to produce fuel for the exercise. Uh, and so if the client is, is ready for that type of exercise and, and wants to progress to more in, intense levels of cardio, you can do that. Uh, but the cardio training model, it's, it's very specific using a person's own metabolic markers. And why that's important is because in the past, we've used prediction equations. You know, there was years ago, 20 years ago, is 220 minus age, which is completely debunked because we know that age is not a very valid method of measuring where someone is because again, like I said, there's a difference between chronological aging and biological aging. Um, so instead of using a mathematical formula that can have a wide range of standard deviations, um, we use the talk tests and really figure out where are they at. Um, and when they reach VT1, let's measure their heart rate at that point. And then that's a more precise method of measuring intensity rather than a, a mathematical formula that can be inaccurate perfect and that leads kind of what we were talking about this whole time is people can progress if they understand the science and especially with this senior population there's no reason to regulate them and maybe let them kind of not think that they're capable but when we can apply the science and a, a system between program mm -hmm. design and the assessments and now cardio i think a lot of their fitness goals could open up much higher than they probably thought about when they started a program yeah, it's so true. And I mean, you guys know probably better than any of us because of the, the number of people you train from all various backgrounds. But uh, obviously, someone who's deconditioned and they start an exercise program, they adapt to exercise much faster than someone who's been exercising for a long time, right? It's that rate of diminishing returns, right? I'm already fit. And so how much more do I have to do to get you know a, a slight increase in, in fitness? Someone who's deconditioned, um, or sedentary, uh, as soon as they start an exercise program, they start to adapt pretty darn quickly um, with, with strength and their, their, their cardio fitness. And so we just want to provide 
a systematic progressive approach. We don't want people to start at level nine and 10 and then they get injured and hurt or burnt out and quit. Um, but we don't want to make it too easy. So it's like, okay, how do we do it systematically and progressively where there, there's, there's small wins at each stage with each exercise session? Because um, at the end of the day, that's going to increase adherence and have them come back for you because they're going to see improvements from week to week. Absolutely. Okay. Great. And I think that's actually kind of like a, a good marketing for yourself if that's kind of, you know, the the avenue that you want to go down. Because I know for myself, I do have some definitely active um, and they are older adults, but they play golf every single day. They walk three to five miles every day. They play with their grandkids. They're out They're about, you know, and, and I'm talking anywhere from 70 to 78 where, you know, when you think, oh, you're a senior at 65, you get your senior citizen discount and that just means you're old. Um, mm -hmm. I think the way that we, we've talked about it, I mean, you know, nobody wants to have their kids take care of them when they get older. They want to be able to be very independent. And if, I think independence is a way to really market to the older um, population because everybody wants to be independent. They still want to drive. They still want to be able to go to the grocery store and go to the bathroom on their own. And so it's like, how do we as fitness professionals continue to allow that to happen? And as you said, Brian, very systematically, safely, um, that's always first is safety and choosing the right exercises to allow them to do that, you know, for many, many years past what they thought. You, you're, you nailed it. Um, I, uh, I actually had a conversation with a, with a gentleman oh, probably about a year ago. I was camping with, uh, with my family. And there was this gentleman out there working the campsite and he was in his mid eighties mm. and he looked fantastic. And he was picking up heavy pieces of wood and machinery and he was doing his thing. And I'm just like, what's, what's your secret? Like you, you look fantastic. And he, and uh, he goes, well, all my friends, when they retired, they, they sat in a lazy boy and then they died. And it's mm. like, I don't want that to happen to me. So I have to stay active. And that's really shows the importance of physical activity and exercise is that um, these things, yes, you know, we're not going to be the same person we were in our 20s, but there are so many benefits to exercise and physical activity that it doesn't mean as soon as I turn 65 or 70 that I can't still enjoy life and be independent um, and nutrition and, and exercise plays a key role in all that and then of course it also helps reduce the number of medications that someone may have to take depending on um, their health status um, their mental acuity, acuity um, how they manage their self-perception their self-efficacy um, helps stave off alzheimer's and dementia there's so many benefits of exercise and just because we're getting older it doesn't mean it's a death sentence um, not to sound harsh, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know what I'm trying to say is this like, yeah, you know, we can, even if someone who is, is older and has been sedentary for a long time, you can make a tremendous impact on their lives by just yes. doing a little bit of exercise. Huge improvement of quality of life too. So for sure. Yeah. Activities of daily living, you know, yeah. if I needed to clean the house or, you know, whatever it may be, go, go dancing with my wife. I could still do those things. Exactly. Yeah. And enjoy them. Right. And not, not be afraid of them. So that's yep. Awesome. yep. So Brian, we can't thank you enough for hanging out with us. And I'm so glad that you really 
took a little dig a deeper dive into the new update because a lot of people that have maybe taken it 10 years ago wouldn't really understand that this is definitely still for them and for all of our people that are contemplating what their next continuing education plan is, you know, the value of really being able to market and or understand uh, that active aging in the senior fitness population is massive because we know what's going to happen over the next five to 10 years with that next generation of people that are uh, looking to retire. They want to be more active than ever before. So this is a perfect opportunity to earn those CEUs and really make sure that you're on top of your game when you're working with that active aging population. Yeah, thank you. I mean, it was, it was a wonderful time working on this program. One other thing I wanted to bring up is uh, Wendy did a wonderful job introducing corrective exercise into the, into the course as well. So not only do we talk about the five phases of the OPT model, we also introduce corrective exercise and how that can be beneficial for active older adults. Um, and then unique considerations when we're doing things like foam rolling or, or balance training and uh, activation work uh, for, for active older adults. So we can really, it, it, it takes the whole model, so corrective exercise plus OPT and packages it into one program design chapter, which is uh, fantastic. Awesome. Great job, Wendy. You know me, it's all about corrective exercise. <laughs> you know? begins, right? yeah, well, you got to move well in order to perform well. And we have well said that often, from right? day one. That's right. So Brian, I mean, I know that we've taken up a lot of your time, but I mean, if, are there any like key takeaways other than this is a course for you? I mean, that seems to be like a number one thing, but is there anything you want to leave our audience with? Well, the one thing I, I would want to say is don't shy away from training active older adults. They're a wonderful population to, to work with. Um, and because of the demographics, uh, there are more and more active older adults uh, looking for personal training. So if you wanted to specialize in active older adults or just add active older adults into your current client base, do it. I mean, they're, they're wonderful people to work with. Um, and I've, I've had the opportunity to train many older adults myself or, you know, earlier in my career, I don't train much anymore. Um, but it's, it's a booming market. And so if you really do want to expand your reach and increase your book of business, think, think about adding active older adults to your current client base. Um, and I think you'll reap many benefits from it. And one thing to piggyback off of that, I am definitely going to second that with a big, this is an awesome population to work with. They're fun. The stories that they can tell you, phenomenal. They have very, uh, a lot of flexibility in their, in their timing that they can come. And usually they have money. So, mm -hmm. you know, the financial isn't an issue, you know, dealing with, you know, um, family obligations and timing of picking kids up and doing this and that. They have just a lot more flexibility. And, uh, and when they commit, they commit. And so I think, you know, I, I'm 100%, I'm going to back that and say, you've got that right. <laughs> totally agree. Well, yeah. I, I concur. So awesome. Well, everybody that joined us today, thank you so much for checking us out and learning more about the new senior fitness specialist with our senior content development pro uh, production manager, Brian Sutton. And as always, Wendy and I thank you so much. And we look forward to seeing you on the next Master Instructor Roundtable.